0: But yeah, this person, uh, they asked me, they said, am I a piece of shit for not wanting to be around people who are closest to me when they're going through shit and refuse to help themselves? Before, I would just try harder, but now I find myself getting really frustrated and annoyed, and I feel like a bad person for it. I said no and no. You know, and the easiest uh, the easiest reason for that is if people are refusing to help themselves, they you've given them all the solutions that you can come up with, Uh, offered to help them execute on said solutions, and they really just keep wanting to cause themselves pain and go through the same situations over and over again. Well, you know, who the fuck wants to deal with that? I mean, let's be honest. Who the fuck gives a fuck, okay? If you're, you know, if I'm on dope and I'm calling you and I'm like complaining about, fucking, oh, man, I fucking had all this time away from doing dope and I started doing dope again. And, you know, I just, uh, you know, and you start telling me the things. Hey, man, maybe you get back into a fucking rehab. Hey, man, you maybe you do this. Right. Is there anything I could do for you? I'll lock you in a room at my house and detox you or fucking this or that. And I'm like, nah, you know, and then keep going on and on and on. You know, you don't want to fucking hear that. You don't want to fucking listen to that. Who does? You know, I don't think you're being insensitive. I think you got to fucking let people do what they do. But don't fucking waste your time and energy. Don't let them suck you dry of the fucking, what little joy you have in this world. Fuck. You know, I got my own shit to deal with. Call me back when you want some fucking help and you actually want to take some action. Until then, you can fucking wallow in your pity pot. I mean, goddamn, dude. Um, and now I have no clue what the, um, the situation is for her. Obviously, I have my own shit that I'm thinking about and holding on to, but who gives a fuck? Um, yeah, so let's, let's fucking talk about some shit, uh, some weed shit. Uh, the state of Missouri, I don't know if you know, is, is medical licenses. Uh, just wanted to shout out Olympus Cannabis Extracts. Gave me a follow the other day. Looks like they're putting out some quality meds there in this great state of Missouri. Helping out some patients with what I've heard of the best live resin cartridges in the game. And, um, which, you know, if you want to hate on carts, you fucking can. But the reality is that they're convenient and people like them. And, you know, if they're good, that's great. Um, I'm going to smoke them. I I fucking have one right now. Not from Olympus because, well, I just encountered them. Uh, But one day I will and I'll try one. I'll let you know how the fuck it is. How it stacks up against all the other cards I've had. Uh, Looks like they're doing some great fucking diamonds and sauce. Some nice boulders. Some chunky facets. Um, I asked them if they were in the solventless game. They said no, not yet. Um, Like most corporate extraction Teams, they're not, they're not gonna fucking waste their money washing hash. You know, if you're not cultivating strictly for hash, you're probably not washing much hash. And if you're not vertically integrated, uh, at least, you know, with your own extraction and grow. (coughs) But yeah, it looked like the weed they were processing was fire. I don't know, you know, uh, marketing. But uh, one day, like I said, maybe hopefully I'll have some. I'll try it. Um, When I go down to First Form HQ or something. (coughs) Maryland. I don't know if I've talked about it. Uh, Maybe I did. It's just been a pretty common topic in my DMs lately. The new Sun Meds Cookies. Strand of ours. You know? Look out, culta. Move the fuck over. You got some more players in the game... Running some genetics. Some of the same genetics as you. Some are even saying... They find it to be more enjoyable. Um, Now, granted... I don't know what these people's qualifications are... To be... Making these... In my mind... Potentially blasphemous statements... I don't have enough information to speak on the topic, it's so I've not tried any of these Sun Med strains. Um, I could tell you based on what I've seen of Sunmed in the past and, and experienced of my own smokings. <coughs> excuse me. Um, I really do not appreciate their products. I don't think they're that delightful. Um, I had one, it was, uh, some sativa, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, it was high in terpinolene, whatever it was, and it was, it was definitely full of flavor for sure, but I've just heard so many store horror stories about moldy fucking nugs and remediation and all sorts, sulfur burning, all sorts of shit. I don't know, I cannot confirm these things as facts. Um, But when you're the biggest grow in the state and you are clearly running a grow that is 100% going to be overcrowded, powdery mildew at the minimum, what are the effects of that? I don't know. Fucking, you know, no worse than any of the other shit that we got going on or going into our bodies, I guess. Uh, They say it probably causes cancer. Everything causes cancer. It's like, does it cause more cancer than the McDonald's? You know, of like 200 cancer-causing chemicals, we have like 180 of them in our urine, so they're in our body. And, you know, that comes from an array of things, like, you know, fucking chemtrails. 2022, people still deny the existence of chemtrails. There's plenty of documentation, people. Look it up. You can go on the CIA.gov, FOIA. That's Freedom of Information Act for those of you who have never used your fucking freedom of information to find out what your government is up to. (coughs) I'm actually going to do a FOIA request on myself. See what they got on me. Hilarious. I'm fucking hilarious. Hilarious. I'm looking at uh I'm looking at, at my my note here that I haven't used in forever. I, I just put a little couple topics, things I wanted to touch on. And uh, I already have a note of my other topics to speak about. I don't think I've really ever used this note to actually speak on any of these topics. Some of them include curio stuff that Adam sent me. Who the fuck is Adam? When did I write this note? Because that's the top of my list. Curio stuff that Adam sent me. Adam. Adam. I have no clue who the fuck Adam is. And why I wanted to talk about the curio stuff that he sent me. Um, Caregiver loses med card. Again, no fucking clue what that is. Uh, Can MD. I don't... I remember that. My homegirl Rita. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. If it's still a thing or not. Um, Eugene Monroe speaks. Oh, Eugene. Mean Eugene. New York legalization. Grassroots rosin capsules. Yeah. That's flower rosin, by the way. District cannabis. That's all I have listed. Rat. Love me some DC. Shout out to my man, Ed Wiedenfeld, friend of the Let's Talk About a podcast. You could scroll back a few episodes. I uh, got a, a good episode with me and old Eddie and uh, Billy Boy Bronner of Brawner communications Communications. Uh, big shout out to my man, Bill Brauner. I'm not even going to lie that is a fucking good-hearted human he's got uh, he's got something going on right now and I need to tell you about it because we're here and we can talk about it uh, the one love one heart go fund me um, let me tell you about it real quick uh, they've raised over five thousand of a ten thousand dollar goal uh, many of you if not Many, if not all of you, are aware of my affinity for Rastafarian culture and what it embodies. In recent years, I've made a couple of important pilgrimages, including to a secluded village nestled deep in the Blue Mountains north of Kingston, Jamaica. The community has not been exploited by tourism. Rather, it remains as unadulterated as one might imagine, pure and seemingly from another time. They live off the land in every conceivable way and practice a way of existence that I find wholly inspirational. They're a small community, a hundred or so, composed of big hearts seeking wisdom. Their teachings of unity, tolerance, oneness of heart, the avoidance of false pride, and expressing love in every situation are and continue to be very influential. I was blessed to have been introduced to the community by some dear friends. And over the course of my experiences, they have left what is certain to be a permanent imprint on my spirit. I write to you today with a warm heart as my aim is to provide some financial assistance to them. While they are far too proud to ever ask for anything, it is clear that there are needs that are compelling and thus my hope is to persuade others to contribute to their future in a meaningful way. In particular, the project that is by far the most essential is that of the women's shelter. In recent years, many women have fled the violence and destitution of Kingston to the village after hearing via word of mouth that a more peaceful world exists, one which both they and their children can enjoy a life without harm. The pandemic situation has intensified this growing trend and the village elders have deemed it a priority to create a structure in which women and their families can use as a transition point before creating an eventual dwelling of their own. My sincere hope is that each of you might be able to take it upon yourself to be as generous as possible and help provide the type of assistance that can make this new shelter a reality. My good friend and Chief Elder Dermott has created a short video to illustrate his vision and the attendant construction needs. From the bottom of my heart, I thank each one of you for your consideration and promise to keep you abreast of all future developments. One love. Billy. And now I'm sorry. Uh that is the One Love, One Heart, uh, Go Fund Me Um Women's Shelter donation page uh put on by William Bronner. Billy, Bronner Communications, uh communications guy got in touch with me to do um if I asked me if I would have Ed Wiedenfeld on my podcast, and I did, and since have maintained a great relationship with uh, the District Cannabis people and him. And uh, I've heard of his experiences down in Jamaica and uh, these pilgrimages that he speaks of. I myself have not gone to where he was at, but I stayed in Montego a few years ago and in, like, actual Montego. And... When you're not on the resorts in Jamaica, it is a totally different world. Um, It's a totally different perspective. If you've never had one (coughs) of that nature, I'd highly, highly recommend you check out this um, GoFundMe and uh, give something if you can. If you can't, share it. It's free to share it, motherfucker. Uh, Watch the video. Uh, reach out to Billy Bronner if you have any uh, questions. Bronner Communications, and he'll fucking communicate them to you because that's what he does. He's a communicative guy. Uh, sorry, I didn't. I you know I hate that uh, to feel like I just put in a random advertisement. I started reading, and I thought it was only gonna be like two paragraphs for the GoFundMe, but it was like a whole essay. And I'm glad that I could read it, and I'm glad if you listened to it. Uh, if you didn't, hopefully you just fast forwarded it and uh, are still here. Um, Parade of the Pharaohs. Oh damn! I remember when that was. That shit is crazy. Um, anyway, today, uh, some more, uh, pertinent things. Um. You know, before we before we get to to America as a whole, we gotta talk about a place that I love personally, Baltimore, Balmer. And uh, if you've never been to Balmer, there's um you know the young entrepreneurial types have a uh profession that i don't think gets enough credit and actually a lot of people who don't understand what it's like to live in the city and uh not have a lot of options um they don't understand what it is to work this profession and albeit i've had a variety of interactions Uh, with the people that engage in this profession. Uh, But at the end of the day, these are all humans, and they're all young humans um, that are going to be a part of the future of our society and one day uh, leaders of this world, you know, or at least contributors to the society. And uh, that is the squeegee boys, as they're commonly referred to. Uh, If you look, if you were to go Google this story, it's going to say some shit like the squeegee workers and there may be videos of people on um uh scaffolding squeegeeing windows and let me tell you right now that is that could not be further from the truth of what these what these gentlemen do and in fact what they do is they uh and this is not a new profession. It's been around forever. Anybody that's watched The Wire, they, they've referenced it. The police talk about it a couple different times. And the damn squeegee kids. Um, there are people who use it as an excuse to not come and patronize our the great city of Baltimore. Um, which is absolutely racist uh, because it's pretty simple. Uh, to interact with these people. And now, granted, like I said, they're the entrepreneurial type, they're hustlers. What they do is they take squeegees that they have procured, um, I'd assume from a gas station or an Advance Auto Parts or somewhere. They got a bottle of Windex. They are at major stoplights in the city, throughout the city. And usually there's a group of them and what they will do at a red light is they start working their way through the cars. Some will just spray your windshield and start squeegeeing, even if you say, no, thank you, no, thank you, um, in an effort to get you to give them some money, uh, even when you didn't want to do so, which is fine. It's totally fine. Now, granted, if you're going to do that, let's just be Open and honest up front. We're going to have an honest conversation tonight because that's how I like to do it. I like to keep it funky. And we need to address the facts. Now, um, I get that that is a tactic used to get some people to commit some money that would have otherwise not committed some money, right? You're playing on them, feeling bad that you already started. You might as well finish. Here's a couple bucks, right? Now you have to you have to keep in mind if you're going to do that there are going to be some people who do not appreciate that and will not pay you um they already did not want to um engage utilize your services and now they definitely out of principle will not pay you because they said no, and you continue to squeegee their car and even may have even said "I got you, I got you um Now, recently, uh, I've heard rumblings of scam jams about people, squeegee boys doing the old, oh, you know, I don't have any cash. Well, okay, hey, I got Cash App. And what they'll do is they will give you the wrong Cash App. You'll be like, oh, I can't find it. I I don't see it. It's not coming up. They'll be like, here, here, let me just put it in. They'll put it in and they will Cash App an exorbitant amount of money, way more than the original 2 to $5 you were going to give them for squeegeeing your windshield, uh, which your windshield wipers probably would have done a better job. Uh, really, you're supporting young entrepreneurs. Uh, you're giving them reasons to do it, but when they play this cash app game shit, um, I could see why people would be upset with that. I'd be upset with that and uh but the only time i've ever heard of any real uh squeegee worker and on uh potential customer violence was never up until recently um all i'd heard about was a lady got scared when she was approached pulled out a gun and ended up shooting at a squeegee kid from inside of her car now uh just the other day Well, before, hold on. Um, So with that being said, some scamming and jamming, right? The squeegee guys, you're not giving yourselves, um, you're not helping your case. You're not helping yourselves out, right? You're only bringing negative attention to yourself. And I get times are tough, uh, but playing the short game is never the right move, ever. Um, I actually got my car towed one time for helping squeegee, Uh, Paying a squeegee kid Because I had to pull over into a safe spot I was going to the 7-Eleven In the shopping center anyway Um, Plus I knew the kid He worked at a vegan spot Around the corner from our shop And uh, he was out there hustling Squeegeeing And so I went over and gave him a little tent spot For um, crushing shit And then I come back when the 7-Eleven came out And my car was towed Uh, Fortunately I was able to get my receipt uh, and me on camera on the property at the time they were towing my car, and I am telling you, this man that towed my car was so fucking mad, so fucking mad. This Dundalkian piece of shit, uh, this piece of South Baltimore trash, um, was furious. And what was fucked up was that on the back seat of my car was a pound of hemp. And he even brought up, he's like, well, I'll call the fucking cops. I'll let them know you got a pound of weed sitting on the back seat. I was like, brother, please do. It will be the funniest shit. It will make my fucking day. Because that shit is CBD, you dumb son of a bitch. You short fucking five foot fuck. And um, anyway, I digress. I got my money back. I got my car. It was all good. Uh, Anyway, over the weekend, uh, squeegee workers were... Downtown over at Light and Conway, uh, which I guess is a uh, a known squeegee spot. I can't say that I've seen squeegee the squeegee dudes over there uh, myself uh, that I can recall. But to be fair, I'm I'm not thinking about that. Um, I can't I can't think about it. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe not. It doesn't stand out to me. But Light and Conway is not normally where I'm at. So, um, I guess the squeegee workers had an altercation with a man of some sort. Um, If I had to guess, and now I'm I'm guessing, I have no clue. So please do not take this as fact, right? Um, Because I've had uncomfortable interactions, right? Where a couple of squeegee workers surround the car. It can feel a little, like, aggressive, And, um, you know, maybe you said, no, hey man, no thank you, or I'm not, I'm not into it, or, you know, shit, I've seen people be rude to these motherfuckers, I see this motherfucker mouthing off a little bit, saying, nah, I'm cool, I'm good, I'm good, nah, fuck you, and then being like, nah, fuck you, mouthing off a bit, this guy, um, anyway, this is a fact, pulls over, uh, gets out of his car with a bat, a baseball bat, I couldn't tell you if it was a Louisville slugger, uh, made of Scandinavian pine, or um, if it was a fucking, you know, uh, an aluminum softball bat. I have no fucking clue. All I know from the story is that man pulls his car over after getting into a verbal altercation uh, with squeegee kids, gets out with a bat, starts swinging the, the bat, uh gunshots erupt, the man is shot, taken to a hospital and dies uh somewhere in between getting shot and the hospital. Um here's my thoughts on that. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I don't care who you are. Um I don't care what you think. Had that man not exited his vehicle after driving over and pulling over, stopping his car, getting out with a bat and starting to initiate uh, an assault. He would be alive today. Would his ego been bruised that some little fucking 13 year olds fucking roasted him or made him feel scared or whatever his fucking reason for his uh, his getting out of the car was? I don't know. Um, other than, I don't think it's anything other than his ego that got him killed. Uh, which I think should be an important lesson. Now, I don't know if the the young man that was being swung on shot or one of his buddies shot, right? Let's, let's keep going, right? First of all, this man should have never gotten out of his vehicle, right? He did. He had a bat. He goes over and starts swinging on squeegee kids. There's a whole gang of them, usually. And I say gang, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and retract that because I don't want to give anybody any room to think, oh, well, LB you said gang. It's a fucking, what are, what, is, what are you talking about, Crips and Bloods? What are you talking about, fucking uh, BGF? No. I'm talking about there's just usually a bunch of them. Three or more. Typically, three, I'd say, to six You know, I'd say I've seen a max of maybe like 10. Um, But three to six dudes. I don't care if I got a bat. If I can drive away, I'm driving away. It's plain and simple. Uh, You know, this man supposedly had a wife and kids. You got a wife and kids, dude. You got to make it home. That's your goal, make it home. Getting out of the car with a baseball bat after driving away, pulling over to go start shit with a group of of squeegee kids, you're a dumbass. Because even if, let's just say, it was going to be a fair fight. You had a bat. And the other three to six of them had no weapons. You're still outnumbered. There's a good chance one guy gets hit and the other two jump on you. And then it's a wrap. Right? Not intelligent from a tactical... Um, this guy was clearly emotional. He was acting off pure emotion, raw emotion. Horrible when it comes to thinking tactically. Uh so he gets out of his car. Uh mistake number 1. With a bat, mistake number 2. Approaches the squeegee kids with the bat, mistake number 3. Uh starts swinging at the squeegee kids, mistake number 4. Um then you know, one of two things happened. Well, one thing happened, man was shot. There's two scenarios. Either the young man that was being swung on with said bat shot him. Or two, someone was being swung on by the man with a bat and his friend shot him. So either one uh, makes sense to me. If you're approaching me with a baseball bat and after getting angrily getting out of your car and you are swinging it at me, I will not hesitate to shoot you. That is plain and simple. Self-defense. Because no matter what we're saying and what we're speaking on, you're coming at me with a bat, bro. Fuck you. <laughs> I got a wife and kids to make it home to. Well, not a wife. But I got kids to make it home to. Um... If that's my man and I'm, uh, if you're a a 40 something year old man running at my teenage homie with a bat and I already am like, you know, a scared individual, I'm not tough. Um, I'm out here on the streets in a fucked up neighborhood or from a fucked up neighborhood. Uh, and I watch a lot of people My friends, family, people I grew up with die regularly, you know, and it's they them getting hit in the fucking head and dying or becoming a vegetable or cracked in the fucking knees. And, you know, uh, a promising future of being able to walk destroyed or you it's you every time. You know, at least from that perspective, I I don't see it being any other way. You know, this man had every opportunity. Now, now I saw there's a fucking Crime Stoppers reward for information leading to the arrest of the Squeegee kid. Um, this is fucked up, dude. Fucked the fuck up. You know, I'm uh I hope I hope Baltimore City can get it get it right. And, uh, and figure this shit out, man, you know, and if you're somebody in the city, let me tell you, be nice to the squeegee kid, you know, uh, fucking give them a couple bucks anyway, even if you don't want them to fucking spray your shit. You know why? Because it's nice. It's a nice thing to do. And honestly, if it's if it comes down to giving a junkie two bucks or giving a squeegee kid two bucks, I'm giving the squeegee kid two bucks all day, all fucking day. So, um, you know, I I don't know, man. Uh, we must we live. See, here's the thing. And if you're in Baltimore and you're listening to this, and if you're in any city and you're listening to this, um. Do not let this discourage you because if this shit goes to court, this guy's fucking winning all day. You know, they want you to be afraid of defending yourself. They want you to feel like your life is on the line. Not only when you're trying to protect yourself, but after you've protected yourself in the court system. And that's bullshit. So please keep your head on a motherfucking swivel. You know... Oh, I was going to talk about some other shit, but this Jelenaid got me fucked up. I'm telling you, I'm roasted right now. I'm retarded. Feels great. <sighs> I kind of want to take a dab. Um, I feel like I need to take a break. I need to take a piss. Two seconds and I'll be right back. Oh my God, what the fuck is happening, fam? Um, so let me just give you a quick little rundown. I know that's going to seem a little choppy, and that's fine. It is what it is. <coughs> I'm okay with it. If you're okay with it, hopefully you're okay with it. I don't know why you wouldn't be okay with it. So we're just going to rock. Um, so the other night when I was recording, seven ten, the beginning, first half of this podcast, um, you know, I was... Going through it, and I read my little quote kind of at the end there. And I'm telling you, I just was starting to doze off, and uh, I have no clue what was happening there at the end. So we're just gonna leave it as it is, and that's fine. It's like some bonus content, I guess, for you. Enjoy it or don't. Hopefully, you didn't turn it off. Uh, You know, hopefully, you made it this far. You're here. Uh, Welcome. This is where all the good shit's actually about to be at. So you know, after you heard me falling asleep while I was recording this, because I was high on my goddamn mind. Telling you, I'm I'm actually kind of annoyed right now. I'm I'm smoking a joint, fire, uh, primarily gellanate. I think there's some hectane in there, and maybe you know some other little random uh, shit from off the tray. Uh plus a little nice little Dabaruskis worth of some grapefruits from Evermore. Uh it's my little 710 gift to myself. I do love me some Z. No way around it. So I figured with how flavorful it was, uh it would go well with the gelinade. If you're not familiar with the Gelonade. if you never smoked the Gelonade, it's like uh it's lemon tree with gas. You know, straight up, you know, for a lot of people, the problem is lemon skunk, no fucking gas, just straight surfer bro, sativa, have you committing uh, all sorts of shit, you know, at the beginning of the day and and then halfway through, you're like, fuck, why did I overcommit myself? Uh, That's kind of me every day. And honestly, I like that kind of weed more than the kind of weed where I overcommit myself and I'm... Falling asleep with the lack of sleep that I get, which feels like lately has been even more so. I think I mentioned it the other day I'm on seventy five hard back on it, day nine uh this whole week really i've I've been kind of pissed off, been hating life, you know, I think because it's summertime and I want to drink. I want some brewskis. You know, I want to grill and and eat some brewskis, drink some brewskis. A nice, crisp, cool lager. You know, maybe a, a fucking, a skipjack from Union. Or a Bud Light, a Freedom Light, if you will. Uh... I don't know if you guys have seen, but I guess for 4th of July and for the summer, Budweiser renamed itself Freedom and has a cool fucking, you know, branded on the can. It's kind of ironic considering we're probably the least free we've ever been as an American society. Uh, But at least you can get some Freedom Booze um, and some Freedom Light. You know, I'm watching my fucking calories, so I like Freedom Light. <clears throat> you know, that full flavor, freedom, can be can be bad for the gut. Have you inflated. <laughs> that was like three play on words in one fucking paragraph. Touche to me. I'm sorry, I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back for that one. Um, got some, got some good shit going on, man. Um, I know, you know, 75 Hard is, is fun stuff. Some of you are, have seen me do do it before. This is actually gonna be my third time going through it, hopefully. I've learned to take that shit one day at a time. You know, I've been 50 days in and failed for not taking a progress picture. If you're unaware of 75 Hard, it's created by Andy Frisella. You can go look at his podcast, Real AF um, episode, whatever, seven, just look up 75 hard in your podcast. It'll pop up. And, uh, honestly, it's a life changing program. It's free. It's life changing. It's free. And it only takes 75 days to lay a foundation for some new habits that honestly will make you into a fucking, a machine. You'll honestly turn into a fucking cyborg. And start crushing life with your bare fucking hands. Um, You know, it's actually a whole program. There's three phases beyond 75 hard. You do it over the course of a year. Um, I've never made it past 75 hard. I haven't completed. You're supposed to go into phase one directly after 75 hard. Like you finish your day 75. And then you go into day one of phase one. And uh which is basically the same shit from seventy five hard plus a couple extra things you gotta do and now me the what I believe wholeheartedly at this point after evaluating things and thinking about it and having to deal with myself being a little bitch and not getting it done for whatever bullshit excuses that I come up with um you know, a big part of it comes down to the fact that every day 75, I crush my shit, get through it the next day, go eat a bunch of bullshit, have some drinks, whatever. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, kind of like the same shit I used to do with rehab. I'd go to rehab, I'd leave early, uh, I'd go get high. I went to the halfway house with the shit in my system, like they weren't going to test me. They tested me. I tried to kill myself in a little suicide hotel after the Ravens lost a horrific playoff game to the Steelers on third and short. The Ravens were fucking um, throwing it. Third and short, throwing it. Troy Palomalo fucking chopped Joe Flacco's arm scooped up the fumble ruski, and ran it right in for a touchdown, ending the game. And um, at the beginning of that game, I had said to myself, uh, Self, if the Ravens lose this fucking football game, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill you, Self. And uh, so when that happened, and I watched that, uh, I was it was a fucking joke. I'd been writing uh, in the little suicide motel, I probably have my note. It's probably pathetic. I've really honestly looked back at, at those times of my life in my late teens. Honestly, my pretty much my whole life up to my early twenties. Even mid twenties and even some now. Um, but I, I just think to myself, like, God damn you were a little bitch. So much participating in so much bitch assery. Um you know, it, the idea of getting clean is hard, man. And so I don't blame anybody. Um, I actually just had a conversation today. Somebody asked me, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of fucking funny to be honest. What the fuck is happening, fam? It's your boy, the Holy Hashashin, the Son of Steve, the Ayatollah of Indica, the fucking Maestro of Magoia, the Bobby Fisher of BHO, the fucking President the United Bakes of America, Donald Blunt, a.k.a. Abraham Lincoln, a.k.a. Johnny Hash, a.k.a. Ned Sparks, a.k.a. Lord Bontemore. What the fuck is up? Welcome to a brand new, brand special, Banking new episode. Let's talk about it. And I'm sorry, but I will be blowing it down big dog style on this Alien Labs Gelonade. I forget the cross, and I should have looked it up in order to be able to speak on it in a, a proper, uh, leafly, searching motherfucker tone. Uh, I can tell you it's like gas lemon tree. And there's just something about that lemon tree turt. That blend of lemonine and citrulline and whatever other fucking alines there are that make it so goddamn tasty. I can't stop smoking it. I can't stop smoking it. And um, it's 710. 710, for those who don't know, um, fucking when John D. Rockefeller was digging for oil, um, he broke ground on July 10th um, in what became a, a large oil monopoly. And um, we, as heads, hated the oppressive nature of Mr. Rockefeller's uh, big oil scam, which we know it's not a fossil fuel, we know those minerals regenerate we know that we have 600 million fucking years worth of oil under the ground and they they keep fucking playing with us so we took over July 10th Johnny D's precious little fucking day of uh, corporate shenanigans and bullshit um fucking vanderbilt boys you fucking bitch and so we took it we the people the weed heads we said 420 is not enough we said hitler's birthday that's horrible uh let's make this a day where we love weed instead of thinking about hitler's birthday and then now we took john d rockefeller uh breaking oil and uh, breaking ground on his oil rig, and made that into a holiday about hash, uh, which is all factual, folks. You can go look it up. It's um, it's very Googleable. You guys already should know this, but yeah, we said 420 is not enough. We have one weed holiday, and that's great, but in an effort to keep uh, keep with the times and keep be inclusive and diverse, right? You have people that no longer smoke pre-wash um, or flour, if you will, and only smoke hash or only smoke concentrates of some sort, these fucking weirdos. I, you know, and I don't know what it is. I love I love concentrates. I love to dab. I love to ingest them in any way, shape, or form that I possibly can. But there's something about flour that just... uh, That just does it. It just does it. You know... world's fucking going crazy. You know, it was just 4th of July. Everyone's worked up about Roe v. Wade. Um, You know, abortion itself is is pretty much a below the line issue if you ask me there's probably about 20 or 30 other things happening right now in the world that are far 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 more important than uh, abortions Um, you know again people people keep trying to tell me that I'm like right wing on this but I'm not I I believe that the government should have nothing to fucking do with your body you know and if people want to kill their babies they can kill their babies that's their shit I'm not with that shit for my own babies anymore. But hey, if you are, so be it. You know, and regardless, you should have access to it if you might want it. Fuck it. You know, I... um. I mean, I, I was a long-time long believer in... that, like, if you wanted assisted suicide, you should be able to have that. And then I recently read an article about... Uh, I think it might have been Canada and they were, you know, they like unlocked that, you know, like Pandora came out of the box and you know we all know Pandora doesn't go back in the box so they're over there talking about uh, assisted suicides for certain things and then you know, the language they use is kind of a slippery slope um, because you get to a point where it's like You know, the system almost perpetuates itself because, you know, it's putting people in situations where they would want to kill themselves. And, um, you know, right now, we're fucking practicing radical excellence. You know, if you want to be like against the grain, have some fucking kids. You know, because that shit is getting harder and harder for people. Fertility going down, chemicals at McDonald's, whatever. Um, I know we're bouncing around all over the place. I won't get into the McDonald's shit. But, you know, assisted suicide, it's like, it's fucked up. Can't even enjoy the idea of killing yourself, goddammit. Which I don't know about you guys out there, but throughout the course of my life, I have romanticized that many a times. Um, yeah, you know, there were times where I, you know, I, I got after it in that realm, but the reality was it was more of a cry for help and, uh, I could have easily shot myself in the face. I didn't and, I'm um, here to talk about it. So that's cool. You know, assisted suicide, shit like, um, harm reduction, right? That's some shit you see... A lot, you know. And if you're unfamiliar with the idea of harm reduction, it's like, hey, these people are going to do these things anyway. Let's give them safe places to do these shit things. And um, when I was when I was shooting dope, we always would hear about places like this, and it was either in Canada or in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, somewhere, or Belgium, maybe, or I don't know. But it was like, you know, you go in there and you could do your dope. And there's people there with Narcan and nurses. And they'll help you get on and the whole nine. And I always thought that was, like, fucking great. Because at a certain point, it would take me, like, 20 minutes just to find a goddamn vein. And that shit was horrible. You know, it was my own fault. I would blow them shits out. Oh, well. Um, But I always used to think about it and how... How great that sounded. Like, dude, a place where I could just go and shoot dope that's safe. And if I overdose, some bitch is going to wake me up. You know, and to be honest, as I think about it now, 11 years out of that realm, I'm like, this is some of the stupidest shit I've ever heard of in my life. Something like harm reduction places for people to go use and get high Uh, like I guess like state funded flop houses maybe Um, I don't know if you use the word flop house but my parents used to when I'd have like a lady over when I was a teenager this isn't a damn flop house I guess that's a place you would just flop your bodies onto a mattress and fuck cause that's what I was doing (laughs) um Yeah. But I think that's the dumbest fucking idea of my life because it just continues to perpetuate this cycle, right? When I got clean, it was not because I wanted to get clean, it was because I didn't have any other fucking choice. You know, it's because I couldn't go to my mom's house. It's because I was getting arrested all the fucking time for dumb shit. It's because my name was fucking hot. It's because of fucking whatever else. There's a million other things, but none of which were because I wanted to. Not really, anyway. Um, The idea of it was, like, okay, if, like... I mean, really, it was more the idea... I liked the idea of, like, having a life, but, you know, maybe doing heroin on the weekends or something, you know? That was, like, my idea. That was what I thought was good. Um... You know, this this kind of shit, it's like, we think about it... It just makes me think more and more of, like, the demoralization of our society. The degredi- degradation of our society. It's like we're in the fucking Weimar Republic. Which, if you don't know, you should probably go look up. Because uh, we've seen this before. Everything that's fucking happening now. And it's fucking crazy. And I hate feeling like... Um like censoring myself or whatever for whatever reasons and there's a lot of them at times but it's like I've been called a fucking nut job my whole life about conspiracies and conspiracy theories and like literally all of them are fucking coming true and like not to like a point where it's like damn Elliot you're fucking nuts dude you need to take take a damn chill pill it's like you'd have you have to literally be a like a moron at this point to not see the shit. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was rude. You know, it's like I got a friend who considers himself a leftist. He's a leftist, a black leftist. Which is fine, you know. I'm left-handed, so I like that. Um. But he always, like, calls me a fucking proud boy and shit. And he's like, you're fucking gobbling up right-wing propaganda. Like, we know there's a fucking new New World Order. We know there's this. It's like, bitch, no. You did not know there is. That shit was fucking out of your scope. You're only saying that now because it's fucking obvious you know if you really believe that you wouldn't have gone and gotten fucking double jabbed and a boos a boosy badass he said the line too when he got sick from that that boosy, that wah you know it could be worse but at least I'm jabbed and boosied I don't know, I feel like they put a hell out algorithms on this shit. You know, I really, um, I really had some stuff I wanted to dive into, but um, I don't think I'm going to get real crazy. I did just want to share some shit that I've been reading. I'm reading a book, it's called Atomic Habits, uh, Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones. By James Clear. Some of it is uh, a little repetitive. Goes through a lot of the same shit. You're like, come on, dude. I get it. I get it. Um, But there was a section. And I'm going to read it. Because it brings up a. uh, An experiment that was done back in the 50s. And I've mentioned this probably before on the podcast. If not, I know I've had multiple conversations with friends of mine about it. Um, I read about it in some book, uh, they were talking about it in group psychology and shit. Um, anyway, the, uh, in the book, just contextually, it's talking about the people, you know, it's a book about creating habits and changing habits and whatever, right? And how we imitate the habits of, you know, people around us, whatever, And there's three groups in particular. The close, the many, and the powerful. Uh, I'm not going to read the section on imitating the close because it's not as relevant. Um, You know, it's imitating the many where we get into this experiment. Excuse me. In the 1950s, psychologist Solomon Ash, Ash. conducted a series of experiments that are now taught to legions of undergrads every year. To begin each experiment the subject entered the room with a group of strangers. Unbeknownst to them the other participants were actors planted by the researcher and instructed to deliver scripted answers to certain questions. The group would be shown one card with a line on it then a second card with a series of lines each person was asked to select the line on the second card that was similar in length to the line on the first card very simple task. Here's an example of two cards used in the experiment. And it shows two cards with exactly that. One card has one line on it. The other one has three lines labeled A, B, and C. Um, all different sizes. Uh, it says figure 1G. There's a representation of the two cards used by Solomon Ash in his famous social conformity experiments. The length of time on the first card length of the line on the first card is obviously the same as line C, but when a group of actors claimed it was different length, the research subjects would often change their minds and go with the crowd rather than believe their own eyes. The experiment always began the same. First, there would be some easy trials where everyone agreed on the correct line. After a few rounds, the participants were shown a test that was just as obvious as the previous ones, Except the actors in the rooms would select an intentionally incorrect answer. For example, they would respond A to the comparison shown in figure 10. Everyone agreed the lines were the same even though they were clearly different. The subject, who was unaware of this ruse, would immediately become bewildered. Their eyes would open wide. They would laugh nervously to themselves. They would double-click, double-check the reactions of other participants. Their agitation would grow as one person after another delivered the same incorrect response. Soon, the subject began to doubt their own eyes. Eventually, they delivered the same answer they knew in their heart was incorrect. Ash ran this experiment many times in many different ways. What he discovered was that when the number of actors increased, so did the conformity of the subject. If it was just the subject and one actor, then there was no effect on the person's choice. They assumed they were in the room with a dummy. When two actors were in the room with the subject, there was still little impact. But as the number of people increased, in three actors, and four, all the way to eight, the, exper- uh, the subject became more likely to second-guess themselves. By the end of the experiment, nearly 75% of the subjects... Had agreed with the group answer, even though it was obviously incorrect. Whenever we are unable, unsure, how to act, we look to the group to guide our behavior. We are constantly scanning our environment and wondering, what is everyone else doing? We check reviews on Amazon or Yelp or TripAdvisor because we want to imitate the best: buying, eating and travel habits. It usually is a smart strategy. There is evidence in numbers. But there can be a downside. The normal behavior of the tribe often overpowers the desired behavior of the individual. For example, one study found that when a chimpanzee learns an effective way to crack a nut open as a member of one group and then switches to a new group that uses a less effective strategy, it will avoid using the superior and uh, nut-cracking method just to blend in with the rest of the chimps. Humans are similar. There is a tremendous internal pressure to comply with, with the norms of the group. The reward of being accepted is often greater than the record of winning an argument, looking smart, or finding truth. Most days we'd rather be wrong with the crowd than right by ourselves. The human mind knows how to get along with others. It wants to get along with others. This is our natural mode. You can override it. You can choose to ignore the group Or to stop caring what other people think But it takes work Running against the grain of your culture Requires extra effort When changing your habits means challenging the tribe Change is unattractive When changing your habits means fitting in with the tribe Change is very attractive Alright, and I'm back Did you miss me? I missed you you probably can't even actually tell that I was gone because of the way uh, this is cut up. But, uh, you know, it's okay. That's great. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get this back out. Uh, finish this up. Uh, just thinking about fucking how crazy things are right now. Uh, I went to a coffee shop this morning. Uh, so, uh, let me back it up. Yeah, 75 hard. I went for a little run this morning. And uh got a little outdoor cardio in, gotta get my 45 minute workout outside. Um, one of them. And uh so I was doing that. Going for a little little jog. I won't say it was a run. I wasn't running. Running implies fast. I was at a pace, you know. And I decided I was gonna go get some coffee after. I was done. Time to get some coffee haven't uh, haven't had coffee from this particular spot was really in the mood for the drink that I get from this particular spot. I'm not gonna name them because fuck'em but um, you know, I haven't been there in like a year because the last time uh, a couple times I had gone, they gave me a bunch of shit about wearing a mask and this isn't a real virtue signally part of town. Uh, where the people just are in another fucking reality, at least than me. But then again, most people are in a fucking other reality than me. Uh, for better or for worse, whatever that means. For me, maybe it's fucking worse, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I, I go and I'm like, there's no, there's there's no way that they still have any sort of mask situation uh, requiring humans to wear them, at best, they have they can't have more than a hey. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If not, that's cool too. Whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy, and uh, and and you know. So I, I went. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going. Fucking, you know, it's not at street level. It's like you got to walk down some steps. (coughs) Like in the basement, basically. Um, I walk down and there's a sign right out front says, please put your fucking mask on. (coughs) Like fucking Brandon Scott himself. Mask up, shawty. And, uh... And I'm like, there's no way this has to be, I'm like really in fucking denial. I'm like, no, (laughs) they got this sign out. And mind you, this isn't like some small sign on the door. Um, Just to clarify for anybody listening, this is a large like street sign, like one of those fold out ones. uh, But instead of like a chalkboard with a cutesy message uh, written by one of the hostesses, it's like a real printed sign saying, like, pull your mask up. Wear your fucking mask, shawty. And I'm like, this still, this has to be just something that they're doing so that people think they're good humans, I guess. <coughs> that was the best guess I had in split seconds i started start walking down the stairs. But I'd already committed. I was down the stairs. I wasn't going to walk down the stairs. The door was open. Um, you know, and I wanted to support this coffee shop. I know the owner, one of them. Uh, I wouldn't say we're friends. Uh, we've chit-chatted a bunch of times. He is friends with one of my relatives. And uh, used to work at a, a restaurant I like. But... I wouldn't say we're friends. And we've had some conversations... That left me with the impression that he doesn't want my money. And uh, either way, I wasn't going to patronize his shop in that time frame. Like I said, now, I assume, I assume shit is good. It's all fucking sweet. I walk in. First thing, the lady, I'm assuming is a lady, working behind the counter... Says to me is, oh, hey, do you have your mask? I said, no. Like a vanilla shakerado, please. She said, ah, well, here, I can give you one. I said, no, thank you. I would just like my drink, please. And she's like, oh, well, can't serve you without a mask. I'm like, you know, she's like, I'm like, dude, call the owner. Call fucking Chris. Damn it, I just said his name. (laughs) I call fucking Chris and tell him to tell me that shit to my face. She said, I'm not calling Chris. I'm not calling anybody, but I cannot serve you without a mask. And I said, fuck you. I'll make my own fucking coffee then. And I walked out. It felt good to walk out. Until I got to the street and I was sad. And I'll tell you why I was sad. Partially because I did not have my vanilla shakerado iced with an extra shot. And, you know, they pour double, so they usually will give you the extra, extra shot as it's already poured. It's nice. It's a good little hustle, right? Give me an extra, extra shot. Um, It was not because I didn't have my vanilla ice shakerado Fucking extra extra shots Because I knew I had to walk over to the fucking Safeway A Safeway where I've been fucking physically assaulted uh, For not wearing a mask during the pandemic To patronize the Starbucks inside of the Safeway Which You know I got to pay my $7 to the machine right now versus paying my $7 to a fucking douche who at least is a small business and I don't want them to close. You know, like that shit feels very important to me at this stage of the game. Like you want me to give you, give you, give my money to Starbucks. Fine. Fuck you. I will. You know, it's bullshit, honestly. The other coffee shop that used to do the same shit, when I went back in there, I got an apology from the fucking owner for acting like a fuck. And after it all came out, that like I said from the fucking beginning, the shit was all was all sweet, that the masks were bullshit, and they weren't doing shit, he apologized to me that I had a, a fucking negative experience. And I don't like to talk about it, but... If you look at the list of quote-unquote bona fide medical conditions with qualifying exemptions, general anxiety disorder is one of them, which I was diagnosed with at a stage. And uh, so technically, it is medical fucking discrimination. Right? They'd be crying. The same people that own this fucking shop and that work at this shop would be crying the same shit. If I want to use their language, I'm going to be like, that's fucking awfully ableist of you to assume that I can wear a fucking mask, you fuck. You marginalizing, colonizing, coffee fuck. You fucking, you know, Antifa, cab loving, no fucking bangs having wanna be fucking revolutionary uh, fucking cucks get the fuck out of my face with your dumb shit and just sell me a fucking cup of coffee so I don't have to go to the fucking machine it's, it's, it's fucking so stupid you know and I, I really don't I mean I'm not like fired up I was fired up in the moment for sure fucking for sure I wanted to really, like, push the espresso machine off the counter, but I didn't want to cause damage that would potentially get me charged with a crime uh, where I would have to pay some money and they could file some criminal charges because I was mad that I couldn't have my coffee. Um, <coughs> but, you know, like... Now, I'm not going to go back to that coffee shop. It's a great, it's got great coffee. And as I said, I know the human and it's like, he's like a friend. He knows my family and a lot of, like a lot of members of my family. Uh, We like, I told this fucking human, I would tip her just fucking. I'm like, I was like, I'll tip you. Like we had a good fucking customer service experience, which we have not. You know, what's fucking so dumb to me is that these same humans are fucking online chattering it up about bodily autonomy and Roe v. Wade, which I agree with. I agree that the government or anybody else doesn't have a right to fucking dictate whether or not you can have an abortion or fucking do anything else. You know, it's bullshit. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? I guess. Oh, wait. I know a whole fucking lot. You know, I'm sorry. It's just... This shit just doesn't make any sense to me, man. It's super sad that people are so fucking stupid and have been so fucking brainwashed. Like old fucking! All these people just apparently have smooth fucking brains. So why would you? Why would you make me want to do this? And you know what? The fucking guy at the Starbucks was nicer than the shit bag at the fucking local spot. You need to up your SOPs when it comes and fucking when it comes to customer service get your head out of your own fucking ass you know I did jujitsu today that was great fucking love jujitsu I was able uh, to strangle some people with this person in mind um because that's, that's what jiu is all about, man. It's about being able to put these frustrations to bed through the acts of strangulation of your friends and joint manipulation. It's great. You know. I bet if the fucking Uvalde school shooter was in jujitsu jitsu classes, he wouldn't have been such a bitch and felt the need to go shoot up a school. It's like we know that was the FBI. <laughs> like, <clears throat> those motherfuckers already know what's up all the time. They they know every one of these fucking shooters. I know, I know. I still have not read the other fucking the Buffalo shooters manifesto. It's just such garbage, dude. And it's like the twenty four hour news cycle just makes everything so irrelevant, so fast. It was even talking about that motherfucker. The only reason people are still talking about Evaldi is because those cops were all just standing around, which like supposedly they had some direct order. Hmm. Wonder where that came from? The fucking feds? And you know, obviously since I'm recording this on my phone, my Fed is listening listening in directly. What's up, fucking Carl? How's it going today, man? How's your wife? It's good? That's great. Uh, could, we could all use a little bit more. I'm just kidding. Um, Carl, please, relax. There's like, what? Only a million people that listen to this podcast regularly with every episode. Million fucking downloads every episode. Um, what else is happening? What else is fucking happening? Oh, Yo, they got a monkeypox vaccine and fucking people are lining up for it. Like, I saw a picture of a bunch of fucking dudes. I gotta tell you, I'm assuming they're gay. As according to all the reports of the monkeypox, for like the three days that that shit was a thing, they said it was coming out of gay bathhouses. You know, protect yourself. That shit is crazy. The fucking CDC and NIH and NIH and all these other fucking organizations perpetuating this shit are ruining gay bathhouses. Make gay bathhouses great again. Make gay bathhouses not have monkeypox again. Why are people getting a vaccine? What's even in this vaccine? I haven't looked at it. I really have no information I just am in a group chat of people who are like, you know, truthers and um, people of a a mind who understand that the government is not looking out for their best interest and lies a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, And they sent me a picture uh, of a monkeypox vaccination site near their job down in D.C. (coughs) And I did not understand any of it. I don't understand why people were getting it, what they were afraid of. It's like chicken pox, right? Can you even die? But did you die? Aren't there like five cases? How did they get a monkeypox vaccine so quickly? Am I allowed to ask these questions? Where did the monkey pox vaccine come from? Who makes it? Is it Pfizer, Moderna? Are they all competing for matching monkeypox vaccines are they using mRNA are they using monkey DNA oh wait they already use fucking monkey cells in DNA and fucking in vaccines oh you didn't know they used the monkey cells yeah and they use like shark liver fucking fluid they use fucking aborted male fetal cells aborted female fetal cells They put all sorts of fun stuff in there, like heavy metals that you would never put that much into your body, directly in your bloodstream, ever. Um, That's fucking crazy, man. People just, I just don't know, man. It's like, I feel bad because, like, these people have to be scared, I guess, right? Or just that brainwashable that they're just like, oh, I've... I bet it's safe and effective, and they just go get it. They're just like, "Oh, monkeypox vaccine? Yeah, we get vaccines now. We get all of them. We get flu on. We get a COVID booster. We get a fucking monkeypox. You know, fucking might as well get the the DTAP. Fucking why not? Diphtheria, tetanus, and fucking pertussis. Get it all every year." Keep getting them. I I vote that you put, you get you're on it. You put yourself on a schedule of, of twenty shots a year. Just Fucking jab all of them at once. Give yourself a little cocktail. Be like biohacking on steroids. You know it's uh it's a wild world, man. Wild world we're living in. Um. You know I just I don't, I don't get it You know I was glad I actually I was choking uh, One of my friends Today at Jiu Jitsu And I pretty much Wrapped His lapel Of his uh, Kimono um, His gi Around His neck And was Trying to Strangle him As much as I possibly could And now this man is a Marine. He's a devil dog. Tough motherfucker. Definitely, definitely put down a lot of insurgents. And probably, uh, honestly, a lot of people who weren't even insurgents. And, uh, you know, I'd assume he doesn't even give a fuck. Because that's how a lot of those guys are. But I'll tell you what, he's a tough son of a bitch. And while I was strangling him and just trying to find the appropriate angle in which, you know, to finish the strangle, I was, like, really getting mad. And I could feel, like, some of the the blood boiling. And he just was, like, literally turning his head as I was cranking on it uh, with his lapel wrapped all the way around it. And just looking at me out of the corner of his eye, fucking head looking like it's about to pop off, red-faced fucking just looking at me letting me know he wasn't going to tap and uh, and that made me more angry and I just let it go I let it go and uh, I really like had to I really felt myself kind of come back to reality a little bit you know because when you're rolling jiu shit gets fucking hectic in there And when you're rolling a 210-pound Marine who could literally bench-press two of you, um, you got to fucking work hard for that shit. And it can be... This man is uh, a man who likes to frustrate me. So nothing easy, nothing ever easy. Um, I'm very grateful to have fucking friends like that. And he gave me my due too. He said I would've put anybody else down. <laughs> but yeah, man, fucking keep your head on straight. Keep your head on a fucking swivel. I'll tell you what, today I've uh I'm really loving this cocktail of weed that I'm smoking right now. Gel and aid you already know, and honey buns from the cookies. I don't have as much love for the cookies as I did uh, at one point. I do still love it and I do still love Big Burn. I don't even care. So I think you're going to catch me hating brother. I got some shit to do tonight. Um, I was going to go live in my damn Facebook group Team Never Tap some alpha motherfuckers starting to build a little community of people Uh, they're just looking to get better man and need a place where they can fucking voice their frustrations questions, comments, concerns their wins, their losses um, their insight and um, you know team never tap on Facebook, please feel free to jump in, dive on in, get in there, start posting. <coughs> um you know, it's uh it's about a mentality of uh, of never quitting, never tapping. Letting them know that they're going to have to put you out before you quit. And um you know, today, I was using uh, I was using some of my favorite shit. Fish oil. Full mega. Um, you know, literally the best, highest quality fish oil on the market. Uh, made from six different types of fresh-caught fish. And for anybody who doesn't eat three to five servings of wild-caught fatty fish a week, um, you're probably probably missing out on a lot of omega-3s and I know what you're thinking you're like well I can get them from nuts using a lot of calories a lot of fat just getting them from like some fucking walnuts Um, and to be able to get the same amount from some walnuts as in fucking a a full serving a full mega uh, it's going to take you a lot of fucking you're going to have to get a whole day's calories in walnuts. You know, and even then it's like the ALAs, like the fucking plant omega 3. It's not the same, motherfuckers, it's not the same. Uh, you can you could go. You already know. W.firstform.com slash Elliot Aces, your boy. Um it's how you could support this podcast and support your boy. Uh, show me some love, man. Pick up, uh, I don't care if you work out, if you don't work out, uh, chances are you probably got some gaps in your nutrition and you need to fill them. 60% of the fucking population has at least one micronutrient deficiency. Get you micro-factor. Micronutrient pack. It's got fucking fruits and veggies. Antioxidants. CoQ10 for heart health. EPA, DHL. Fucking... Essential fatty acid capsule. Uh, and if you're like, damn, dude, that's like eight pills. I don't want to take all that. Fine. Get the microfactor powder. It's micronutrient powder now. Super bioavailable. Get after it, dude. A couple different great flavors. My jiu-jitsu, homies, you already know what I'm recommending. Joint mobility stacked up with your full mega- Fitch oil is great in helping with uh, as an anti-inflammatory which most of us eat a diet that is very inflammatory um, to our gut to our fucking joints you need some joint mobility right it's great Fuck it. it helps to send synovial fluid to your joints it's it's a monster I don't take fucking Advil or Tylenol or none of that shit because I just take joint mobility. I take like three of them. It's great. If I'm going to jujitsu, I take four, and I mix it with a scoop of I, I, I fucking dry scoop some Megawatt pre-workout. It's a good nootropic, uh, nootropic pre-workout. Only a hundred fucking fifty milligrams of caffeine per serving per scoop. Um, a lot of good shit in there But there's something about Adding Some caffeine And some joint mobility I do a pre-jiu-jitsu Because A Uh, the joint mobility Adds, uh, enhances The stimulant effect of The pre-workout So, if you're somebody that Is like, yo, I don't like to be juiced The fuck up Like I'm on meth Um well, to make sure that if you're taking a, a a four pack of joint mobility down the hatch, that you leave the energy drink at home because it will enhance uh, caffeine. Uh, but pop them joints before jujitsu. I'm in there moving and grooving. You know. Now, granted, right now I'm feeling like the Tin Man out here. Uh, I need to do a little stretching. But I did get. Uh, I did get proper post-workout recovery which for me and should be for you uh, fast-acting whey isolate protein and a high glycemic carb to uh, replace glycogen levels that you depleted during a hard workout Um, you know and the reason you do that is that insulin spike it also has a a full-spectrum multivitamin in it Uh, enough to help you out with what you may have lost during your tough fucking hellacious workout and uh, it's going to spike your insulin let your body know that it's done working out Uh, replenish the glycogen supply so that all the fast acting whey isolate protein that you just fucking ingested into your body can go directly to healing the micro and macro muscle tears to help heal you and help you to grow and get stronger, bigger, faster, better. <clears throat> oh man. Yeah, so get you some fucking post workout if you're working out. If you're not working out, no need, but you still should scoop some level 1 protein and make sure that you're uh you're hitting your protein goal or a level 1 bar. Right, there's a lot of good first-form products right now, making some food products, making away. There's the meat sticks, jalapeno heat, and breakfast sausage are my favorite. Uh, I think there's a couple new flavors coming I'm excited about. Uh, the just-dropped, the cake cups. It's like a little pancake cup. 18 grams of protein, 230 calories. It's a fucking little monster of a, a pancake here go along with your egg whites you know what I mean throw some fucking egg whites in there add some maple syrup you are good to fucking go damn I'm about to fucking I'm about to do some experimenting tomorrow morning for breakfast I uh yeah if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to support the show your boy Lord Bong you can do that by sharing the show. You know? You're like, hey, I don't really take supplements, but I got a fucking crazy aunt who does. Send her my way. DM me, I'll give you a link. If you need some personal coaching, DM me, I'll send you a link. We can get working, we can get after it. I'm committed to helping you get results, baby. Um let's see, let's see, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Uh, You can follow me on the gram and YouTube. I'm about to be putting out some YouTube shorts. Okay, I'm not really a TikTok guy. I don't... I realize there's some value in it and people can have some growth uh, very quickly. Uh, But I just don't like China. China. Oh, man. China. Doing a bunch of weird shit. Trying to control us. Um, So, yeah, China tiktok i'm gonna do some youtube shorts you can follow me on youtube at lord Bongtimore. um got a couple of podcast episodes to drop for the youtubes youtubes um i actually got a bunch in the clip that are uh in other places that are probably less visible so i might put those on the youtube uh, i feel like i need to get get it back out there get rocking and rolling um What else can you do? Follow me on the gram. At Lord Bontemore. Keep updated for Daily Laws. Keep updated for shit talking or what the fuck ever else. Um, But yes, have a good night. Bontemore out.